You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our blessed veterans, our blessed brothers and sisters, our blessed children, our blessed guests who are visiting us today for the first time, I would like to invite all of you to join with me to say the second part of today's second reading, which Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. That section is very important and will help us to understand the theme which I have selected for today's gospel. Can we read that together? Are we there? Let's go. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us so that the word of the Lord may speed forward and be glorified as it did among you and that we may be delivered from perverse and wicked people for not all have faith. But the Lord will be faithful. He will strengthen you and guide you from the evil. For not all have faith. For not all have faith because there are perverse and wicked people in the world. My dear friends, this theme, for not all has faith, underscores a reality that Catholics should not avoid. We cannot deny today that there is evil in the world. We cannot deny today that people are perverse, that people are wicked. Yes or yes? Yes or yes? So today's reading presents us with three sins, three sins of how people can be perverse and wicked to those who embrace Christianity, who embrace the teachings of Jesus, who defend the teachings of Jesus and love the teachings of Jesus. Not everyone accepts that, and not everyone will accept that. We see in the first reading what happens to a family of seven boys with their mother. The king of Syria ordered that they be killed one by one because they refuse to adopt the traditions of the pagan god of the land. According to them, they believed in Jesus, in God, who was the true God, and refused to take part in the pagan practices of Syria. Because of that, the king said, okay, young men, you either embrace this new religion or you'll be killed. Guess what happened? The mother with seven, seven, seven boys, seven. The first one came. I am not changing. I trust in the Lord. He was killed. Second, killed. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven. Then the mother. So there are people who don't believe in what we stand for. There are people who are perverse and wicked to see you stand for what you believe, the choice you have made. 
And sometimes, like the family, sometimes death may be the outcome of that, of that belief, if we are serious about our faith. In the second reading, Paul says the same thing. Paul says, I have preached the gospel, but I discovered that not everyone has faith. Not everybody has a good heart. Not everybody comes from a good family. Not everyone comes from, you know, a character-based culture. Not everyone loves one another. There are people who are wicked. There are people who hate others. There are people who want to destroy others. And Paul says we must acknowledge that, which is a deep Christian teaching. The church teaches us by the time we are baptized that even though we are all created in the image and likeness of God, even though we are all good, we are tainted by original sin. Sin is a reality that we cannot deny. Evil is a reality that we cannot deny. Perverseness is a reality that we cannot deny. We cannot deny the fact that people will hate us. People will try to bombard questions against us. People will attack us. And if we are not careful, we are not careful, what will happen? We get bitter, angry, and sad. That is the reality today. We cannot avoid being bombarded all the time today, all the time, all, all the time, by people who don't embrace Christianity. They will, they will always provide in our age, people always provide alternatives to the teachings of Jesus. There are always alternatives. For some people, salvation is living a good life. Father, salvation is living a good life. There is nothing like eternal life. They replace all the truths of the gospel with their own agenda. For some, there is no sin. No sin. We are only just brokenness, Father. It's just brokenness in life. There is no sin. They replace everything of God. They replace everything of God to their own agenda. And don't dare you challenge them. Don't dare you challenge them. You'll be attacked. I just came back from Rome yesterday. And while in Rome, we're going, we had a meeting and we're going down to the, around the Vatican squares there. And there were some three young men standing. They looked at me and they saw I was a priest. I had my Roman collar. I was there in suit. And they said, oh, are you a priest? I said, yes. They said, Father, venga, 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 venga. Miss, come, Father, come. I almost ignored them. I, I walked again. Then they said, Father, Father, come, come, in Italian. So I, I, I turned and went to them. So I told them in Italian, what do you want? What is going on? They asked me, say, Father, didn't you see a nun with a habit, pregnant, as you're coming? Didn't you see a nun in a veil, pregnant? Father, did you see her? Just up there, I saw nobody. But they told me that there was a nun there being pregnant. So I said, well, 
I think I saw her. I lied. I lied. I said, I think I saw her. So what happened? He said, the father, is it correct? You of the church, you are terrible. You are terrible. Is it correct? Oh, I said, good for you. I said, good for her. Good for her. Good for her. They looked at me like that. They started laughing. I also laughed and left. They wanted me to be angry and bitter. They created a story. They created a story. There was no known on the street. I passed there. There was no known. They created a story. They wanted me to start arguing with them. They wanted me to challenge them to be bitter and resentful. So that I would start with a row. I'm sorry. They didn't get it that day. But many times I have fallen in that trap. Many times I have fallen in that trap. And if we are not careful as Catholics today, you will all say with me that when they meet you, when there's an agenda, and they come up with those questions that they want to trap you, we easily give in to them. As we find in today's gospel, the Sadducees come to Jesus, right? They come to Jesus, wealthy people, they have a lot of money. They come to Jesus, Master, we don't believe in the resurrection. The idea of the resurrection is, is, doesn't make sense. And so they recount this funny story. They go to the Bible, to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 25, and says the law said that if a person died and left the wife, the brothers will have to get married to the woman to bear children for the dead brother. So guess what? Jesus, see what happened. There's a family. The brother died and left the wife. No child. The second brother took over. No. The dead. The fourth. The fifth. The sixth. The seventh. They said to Jesus, Who, whose wife will be at the resurrection if you believe in the resurrection? It doesn't make sense. Whose, whose wife will the seven brothers be? There are one, one, one woman for seven brothers. Whose wife <laughs> would that person have? They were trying to ridicule the, the belief in the resurrection. They were trying to ridicule Christ. They were trying to trap him. These things are normal today. The question which I would like to ask to review is, what is the way forward? I would like to provide a few practical tips for us today. When we encounter these problems, they are real. They are real. Am I speaking Chinese? Have we encountered these people? Have we encountered people of this nature who come to you to make you angry, to challenge what is going on in the church, to challenge you, to challenge your faith, and make you look like a ridicule? Are they real? Thank you. Thank you so much. I thought I was speaking Chinese this morning. <laughs> they are real. They are real. They are real. Especially with the, 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 the abuse crisis and the church and clergy and nuns. They create stories sometimes. I'm not saying that all is not true. But they want to create more stories. There are people who have been paid 
who have been paid, who use money to bring down the church every day. Every day. It's a reality. Every day. People have the money to destroy the church intentionally. What should we do? The first advice that Christ gives us is that we should pray for our enemies. We should pray for them. We should bless them. Christ says, pray for your enemies and bless those who persecute you. This is not easy, right? Difficult. Somebody who is trying to, to run you down, you said, pray and bless. But that is the way. That is the will of Christ. The way of Christ is that we should pray for our enemies and bless those who persecute us, who hate us, who are wicked towards us, who are perverse towards us. We should pray and bless them. This is very important. Secondly, we need to adopt what I call the resurrection approach to those who hate us to those who are wicked to us and the church. We need to adopt the resurrection approach. What is the resurrection approach? The resurrection approach is that confidence that things will pass away. Things will pass away in life. But victory, victory belongs to Jesus and God. No matter what we are going through now, no matter what challenges the church is going through now, these things will pass away. God is in charge. God is in charge. The church has seen all kinds of crises on this earth. It has seen it. It will pass away because God is in charge. We need to adopt that resurrection approach towards life. God, it will pass away. It will pass away. Let's not kill ourselves to the problem. It will pass away. Yes or yes. The next proposal that I'm giving is that we should learn to use our own reason to challenge those who come to us. We should use reason. Sometimes reason is enough, like Christ did in today's gospel. Christ says, we cannot talk about marriage when people die because no more flesh. We are in the spirit. We are like angels. Angels don't have bodies. And if angels don't have bodies, how can you talk about marriage? Christ used reason, reason to challenge the Sadducees. Simple reason. If we don't have bodies, why talk about marriage? And you Sadducees, you know that when people die, they are, their bodies are no longer there. So why talk about marriage? Why talk about children? So it does not make sense. Sometimes we need to use reason. Above all, sometimes we need to go back to scripture. For me, the most important way to respond to those who attack us is the scripture. Once you know the scripture very well, you can face your opponents because the scripture is the final authority of the church. The scripture is the final authority of God. It's God's word. God said, let there be light, and there was light. What God says happens. What God says happens. God said, let there be light. There was light. So the word of God is so powerful that we hardly use the word of God. And this is where sometimes we Catholics, in front of our other brothers and sisters in other faith, we look, we look sometimes, you know, 
down because we don't know the scriptures. We don't know the scriptures. Sometimes when we are talking with our own colleagues, Protestant colleagues, they, they, they bamboozle us with the scriptures. We need to know the scriptures. There is no teaching. There is no teaching in the Catholic Church that is not based on the scriptures. There is no teaching. Everything about the Blessed Mother, about sin, about family, everything is in the scriptures. If we know the scriptures, we beat our enemies. That is why Jesus used the scriptures and told the Pharisees in, in the Old Testament, you, your prophets talk about the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. If the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob is alive, why do you reject the resurrection? It means that what you are saying about the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob is a lie. So Jesus uses the scripture against them. Every time you see in the gospel, Jesus will use the scriptures against those who try to trap him. He does not judge them. He will not condemn them. Please don't condemn them. Don't judge anybody. Don't condemn anybody. Use the scripture. Use God's word. Use the power of God's word. Because God's word is alive. My words are spirit and they are my words are spirit and they are life. The word of God is alive. Let's use it. Use it. Let's not get into all the entanglement. And above all, above all, don't entangle yourselves with disputes on earth. Because in heaven, there are no disputes in heaven. There are no dis disputes in heaven. Can we say that together? So let us, don't get yourself entangled when people come to entangle you with disputes on earth. Because in heaven, there are no disputes. Don't get yourself into all those disputes. You get angry. You get bitter. You get frustrated. You are stressed up. You don't sleep in the night. Because somebody met you and started all those talks and disputes. Please, let us not get entangled. We are children of heaven. We are sons and daughters of heaven. In heaven, there are no disputes. So why get in involved in disputes nowadays? It doesn't make any sense. And that is why, to conclude, my challenge for this week is, my challenge for this week is, when we are confronted, when those who are perverse and wicked confront us, what should we do? This is the proposal. Pray for them and bless them. Now we should do what? I didn't get you very well. This week, people will still call you and still attack you. When they call you and attack you, what should we do? God bless you all. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.